0: Okay, I'm here with Rasika Mohan from Cardinal Emerging Market. Uh, today we are going to have a conversation for, um, about GRC and sustainability. Hi Rasika.
1: Hi Fajra, nice to be here. Nice
0: meeting you. So, we want to know about, uh, what's your opinion about GRC since you have an international perspective. Would you share with us what the GRC and and why it's important?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, So Cardno is is a global firm um, that looks at uh, environmental and social well-being um, across the globe and in our experience uh, we found that to enable uh, sustainable development one of the fundamental um, factors that we need to consider is the integration of governance risk and compliance considerations into the way uh, ecosystems and enabling environments are structured, Mm -hmm. and in turn, how uh, companies operate. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's very, very exciting um, for me to to be at this event this year, Mm -hmm. um, and to see the the concerted focus that all of the Indonesian stakeholders are actually making, um, and the importance that's being given, not just to GRC, but to the integrated and holistic approach to to GRC and so from a in terms of our global perspective um, why it's important uh, governance uh, in the first instance enables the the development of sound holistic and sustainable policy Mm -hmm. and in turn regulation which is the bedrock of how uh, societies can function sustainably number Mm -hmm. one and once Once companies, um, as well as the government, starts looking at the fiduciary duties um, of the ecosystem, uh, risk follows uh, inherently. Um, And risk is a a really, really important uh, enabler to build business resilience, Mm -hmm. economic resilience and social resilience. And so uh, I think governance enables that to be considered. Um, I think the third thing that I'd say is of course, globally, compliance is something that's mandated by, by legislation and regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but compliance provides you with great baseline systems and baseline practices that again enable prosperous, just, and, uh, and uh, holistic and, and, and uh, sustainable communities. And that's mm-hmm. what we want, and I think that's what Indonesia wants. So right. it's uh, it's it's very promising to, to, to see this um, concerted focus in, in Indonesia towards GRC.
0: Okay, very mm. good. Then, why it is very important to correlate to put the correlations between governance, risk, and compliance to sustainability?
1: Yes, definitely. So, in our work at Cardno um, and in within emerging markets specifically. Um, We see a number of trends and I'm sure that um, uh, the the Indonesian community would be uh, aware of these trends as well. Um, If you look at society in general, Mm -hmm. um, the consumer is demanding uh, sustainable products uh, manufactured and distributed by sustainable companies. Mm -hmm. That's the first. The second is uh, if we look at staff and employee morale, there's a the rise of the millennial generation mm-hmm. and millennials care about this stuff. Mm. They're very, very passionate um, about being a global citizen as well as a social citizen as well. Uh, I think the, the third thing is there's that there's that generational wealth transfer between the baby boomers, so Mm -hmm. perhaps your parents and my parents, uh, to the millennials of today. And so they're gonna be making some very strong investment decisions about where they put their money. Um, And so that's that's one aspect. The second trend that I would say is that the market is actually pricing sustainability. So we're finding that over 80% of investors are actually integrating sustainability or what we would call environmental, social and governance considerations into how they make investment decisions. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just a nice to have anymore. It's mm-hmm. not a corporate social responsibility um, uh, activity. Uh, it's, it's fundamental to the way companies live, breathe and operate. Uh, the other thing that we would say is given that the market is actually pricing sustainability Investors aren't just looking at voluntary disclosure from companies anymore. What they're looking at is is sustainability based on hard evidence. Mm-hmm. So we've got the um, the mainstream adoption of artificial intelligence and big data, which means that investment decisions can be made in a more transparent way. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're, um, we're fully transparent yet, but we're certainly on the way to, to being so. Okay. And so there's definitely that market consideration from a sustainability perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at, the, look, at the, look at the system and the way in which system-related uh, system factors interact with each other, mm-hmm. um, you know, we believe that it starts with leadership. Uh, and I'm talking about leadership at the personal level, I'm talking about leadership within the government, uh, leadership within business, within boards, at all levels, um, again, about in our ecosystem. And so uh, that leadership actually leads to great policy and regulation, which then leads to governance, risk and compliance, which then leads to companies being risk-aware risk and in the in the in the quest to mitigate risks, a company or an individual starts to innovate, and with that innovation comes uh, creativity, mm-hmm. comes competitive advantage, comes uh, business resilience, mm-hmm. which then has a, a flow-on effect in terms of performance, um, in terms of share price. Uh, there's evidence to show that. Um, companies which do integrate DRC and video sustainability considerations have lower costs of capital, um, uh, but have, have uh, evidence of higher performance um, from a profitability perspective. Um, and also there's an there's a, there's a intangible element of brand value that's being priced into the share price. I think the last thing that I'd say is it's not something that you can't do anymore uh meaning that uh it's it's not just a it's not a discretionary measure to mitigate risk um there are examples around the globe of large multinational companies that have to mitigate certain risks which have resulted in for instance large environmental disasters which have a direct impact on their share price so i think there's a a values-based argument um as well as a um, a risk-based argument or a compliance-based argument for the company to consider.
0: Okay, very good. Now um, in terms of that you can build this sustainability with the GRC, is there any probably um, some steps for our audience to that can follow from two steps that you can um, Definitely. give explanations?
1: So the promising thing and the very exciting thing um, about Indonesia is you've got a progressive government um, which has taken some pretty strong steps um, in in the commitment to governance, risk and compliance as well as sustainability. Um, If you take the recent legislation um, that was passed by the the OJK um, to make sustainability reporting mandatory Mm -hmm. um, for listed uh, organizations as well as private companies, Mm -hmm. it's very, very promising. And uh, you're finding that there's um, the credit rating agencies have actually recognised the progressiveness of the government, um, and in turn the credit ratings of Indonesia have actually been 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 moved up a notch, which is really, really exciting. Um, uh, and so there's actually there's a lot of incentive um, to for the uh, the Indonesian business community um, uh, to to innovate. Um, you have the largest um, uh, injection of impact investment capital um, in Indonesia over the last, I think, 10 or so years. So if we then bring ourselves to the question of what it is that you can tangibly do, um, what we advise our clients to do is uh, probably three main things. Mm -hmm. First is to understand the ecosystem in which you operate. Um, So understand the drivers' behaviors Um, of the stakeholders that influence your business and your community. Uh, And we're talking about a global world, right? We're not just talking about Indonesia anymore. Um, The second is uh, what we call uh, the creation of shared value. Mm -hmm. So really to explore the intersection of where um, business capability and business talent uh, can intersect with the creation of social value in a commercially viable way. Um, and I think the third would be recognizing that you know within Indonesia you have organizations that are at varying levels of maturity as well as um, in terms of their corporate structure. Um, start start small. Um, okay. You know have have a think big, but yep. take tangible steps that are relevant to your own organization. Uh, One so step at the time. One step at a time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that doesn't mean that you lose the the um, the end end goal and the end picture. The big objective. The big objective exactly. Um, you do need to think big. Um, at the same time, you know you have to you have to walk before you can leap or run. I guess. So those would be those would be a three very high level pieces of. Uh, pieces of advice I guess.
0: Well that's a very good advice. Yeah, But for our closure, probably you have some message for our audience uh, how important the GRCs are probably what strong message that probably you have experienced.
1: Yeah definitely. Um, Look we believe that uh, that it's again as I said before it's very very promising that um, there's events like this summit that are taking place in Indonesia and uh, that governance, risk and compliance is the fundamental building block um, to actually uh, creating more sustainable communities, um, economies and society as a whole. So that's probably uh,
0: probably it. Yes, that's a very good uh, message that you've given to our audience. So I thank you very much for this conversation. I believe this is going to be a very good benefit for our audience. So thank you. This is our conversation with Rasika Mohan from Cardinal Emerging Market.